The Spiritual Freedom Show with Richard Lawrence, where politics is not the answer, materialism counts for nothing, and spirituality will set you free. I'm Richard Lawrence, and this is an Ethereus podcast. We're also syndicated on these radio networks on the first and third Saturdays of the month. Body, Mind, Spirit Radio, Transformation Talk Radio, WTRM, the Trim Radio Network, and Oneness Talk Radio. Well, welcome to the Spiritual Freedom Show once more. And if you're a new listener, you're especially welcome. Just to remind everyone and to tell our new listeners, uh, this is the show in which we look at what the Master Ethereus called the most important teachings yet given to Terra, which means Earth. I refer, of course, to the Nine Freedoms. We study the Nine Freedoms, and I'm always joined in fact, not just joined, assisted in every possible way by our producer, Darren Ball, who'll be appearing later in the show. So we look at the nine freedoms, the teachings delivered by Mars Sector 6, a karmic lord, through Dr. George King in a deep somatic trance, I believe to be a completely unique mediumship, as far as we've known of publicly anyway, in the world. You can't compare it, in my opinion, to the other forms of mediumship used by people because he was in somatic trance. And that's a very, very rare thing, full, deep, consciously induced somatic trance. And that means we get the purity of the communication and of the communicator. So every week we listen to the words of Mars Sector 6. And it's not just the words, it's the vibrations, the power, the energy behind the words. Now, one question we often get asked uh, in the Ethereum Society, and certainly I've been asked many times in the media, which is the best way to serve, in physical ways or to serve in spiritual ways? And we're going to look at the three levels of service. Which of these will do the most good? And the answer is that both are essential. Uh, I, I said three, and we'll come on to why I say three later. But talking of physical and spiritual ways, both are essential. But most people on earth understand and recognize physical service much more because they believe in it. They can see it. They can touch it. And that's what really people on this world tend to believe. Um, Some have faith in something beyond that. But it can be quite a weak faith, actually. Um, Really, the spiritual world is, is life. The physical world in that brilliant transmission, by the way, which uh, I do recommend you, meditation for this age. Mars Sector 6 talks about the physical world as being the reflection. It's the spiritual world that is the life. And that's where, of course, we part company with some other teachings who see the aura, for example, as an etheric counterpart. Actually, the physical body is the counterpart. It's more real in the energy world. So not nearly enough people are giving service of any kind, but those that do, the vast majority, do it on the physical level through charities, medicine, service sector, and so on. And let me repeat, absolutely essential, vital, wonderful work. The best of these do it for no reward or for far lesser reward than they could earn in other ways. 
and they're performing a wonderful task. But spiritual service at an energy level is also absolutely vital and its results can be more lasting despite any appearance to the contrary because let's remember again, the physical world is the reflection. That is the, the essence really of spiritual healing is curing the aura which must then reflect on the body and you're working at that level rather than again the essential physical medical level both are important but the spiritual level gets missed very often but there is another uh, and that is what you might call karmic service that's the third level of service so let's now listen to our short extract for today and we'll ask Darren to play that in a moment it's an extremely hopeful extract given uh, again as I say by Mars Sector 6 through Dr King and it gives us a great promise and it tells us how we can realize enlightenment. And it also tells us why. So could you please play that extract, Darren? A serve. Manipulate your karmic pattern. Then you will be allowed to walk through the dawn of enlightenment. Very simple. Serve. Manipulate your karmic pattern, then you'll be allowed to walk through the dawn of enlightenment. Very misunderstood word that too, enlightenment, but we'll be talking more about that. We talk about it a lot on the show because it is the fourth freedom, and that was an extract from the fourth freedom. Now, as a matter of interest, in his lecture on this particular freedom, Dr. King said he thought that statement should be walk through the door of enlightenment rather than the dawn of enlightenment as it's published uh, in the book. But either way, the meaning is pretty much the same. So we're told not just how to find enlightenment, which in these days is through service, but also why, through manipulating our karmic pattern. And that's a new concept to a lot of people. It's something Dr. King was an expert on. And so we can now see the three levels of service. First, physical service, essential, but far more people are willing to perform it. The second, spiritual service, we might call it, which is absolutely essential. That means sending out in one way or another positive spiritual energy, positive thoughts on the mind belt of earth, positive visualizations into the ethers, for example, through prayer, probably the best way, and so on. In other words, operating on the subtle energy planes and not just being confined to the material physical level but the third level of service which isn't spoken of nearly so widely is karmic service in other words manipulating karma but not just and i want to stress this for your own benefit for the benefit of others too and we've spoken before on this show about the statement the master of theorists made that 10 right people thinking together 10 right people planning together 10 right people loving together can change a country. And he was talking there about love energy, of course, channeled, for example, through healing and prayer and mantra and so on, must impact the country, not only because of the energy, but because those 10 must change the karma of that country for the better. If they're the citizens of the country or somehow connected to the country through their actions, that connection must affect the group soul of the whole country. And if their thought energy is channeled in the right way, the karma of that country must be changed. So that's our third level 
of service, as well as sending out powerful quantities of energy when we tune in during orbits of satellite number three, for those who are familiar with that, those few who do this are manipulating karma for the world because they're citizens of the world and representatives at that point, you might say, of the world, and that must change the karma of humanity for the better. You listening to this show, and we really do, by the way, appreciate the comments you send us, we really do, and hopefully you're learning something, because Darren and I certainly are, but you're also manipulating karma. Every time you listen, you're planting seeds in the mind belt of earth. And the more you think about those and contemplate upon them in the right way, the more firmly will those seeds of truth be planted for the benefit of all. So you're performing spiritual service at an energy level, but you're manipulating karma because you've chosen to focus on something more, not so basic, not so materialistic, something that can change and help the world. And if you spread the words uh, of, of this show, then you're also doing wonderful service. But you're not just cooperating with we who, like you, are eagerly learning. You're acknowledging the givers of this wisdom, the karmic Lord Mars Sector 6 and Dr. King, and that is a karmic manipulation. So everything has a karmic effect and especially service. So we heard in this extract a great promise was given to us by serving we must manipulate our own karmic pattern and we'll be allowed to walk through the door or the dawn of enlightenment but we must also manipulate the karma of all those we're connected to whether we know them or not doesn't make any difference humanity as a whole to some degree through our service so you have the three levels of service physical spiritual and karmic so that's our contemplation for today. And before I come to Darren, which I'm looking forward to doing, may I just add two other people who help us very regularly with this show, essential to this show. Uh, one is Nikki Perrett, uh, who prepares all, a lot of the material, gets everything in order for us. And also Jeremy Curtis, uh, who is the person who does the audio work in terms of preparing the extracts for this show. So thanks, big thanks to those two. Darren, what say you about the three levels of service? Yeah, hey, Richard, I think that's a um, very a gold nugget there, really helpful framework for thinking about what we can do to help others even change the world, uh, especially because those latter two that you talk about, you know, the spiritual service and the karmic service, you know, those may be completely new concepts for people even. And um, and the karmic one, certainly the most abstract, I think, but um, one of the things that really marked out Dr. George King is such an exceptional master because he was working at that level on a global scale. You know, Very much so. About. And, and uh, as the, I think as you shared before even, it was um, his area of expertise, if you like. Yeah, well, he, um, he said that everything he did was a karmic move and it can be looked at in that light and not just you know we can see the energy the healing the uh, missions and all and the way they work brilliant but they were also all of them karmic moves because as you rightly say he was above all else a strategist a logician mm. as he used to put it mm. so if you're tuning in with us for the first time you can find out more about the nine freedoms about mars sector six and dr george king by visiting our website that's ethereus.org a-e-t-h-e-r-i-u-s.org and we share a question or a moment of truth from you on every show. So do get in touch with us at spiritualfreedom at richardlawrence.co.uk. Richard and I love to hear from you. Uh, now, Richard, following our theme a little bit today, we've got a question here on uh, a couple of questions here actually on karma. So we'll go one at a time and see what we have we have time for. 
First one is this. Can one pay off past evil karma and therefore avoid its resulting retribution? Absolutely. The answer is a very firm yes. I would use the word rather than pay off, although it's not really wrong. I would use the word transmute. And of course, the very best way to do that, as you say, a timely question is what we're talking about today, to manipulate your karma through service. Rather than waiting to, as it were, take your karma, start manipulating your karma now. Yeah, it's actually just, um, I was having leafing through the Nine Freedoms yesterday and saw this line from Mars Sector 6 saying, transmute limitation in the four fires. And he's, Absolutely. he's there talking about it in the fifth one. Yes. Um, so the second question here we got, um, is there a grace period which temporarily defers your suffering until you have the capabilities, i.e. be able to repay it very easily? That's a fascinating question. Um, I, and you can't give a dogmatic answer. The only intelligence who probably fully know the answer to that are the supreme lords of karma themselves it's a matrix i like to see it as uh, and you know there comes a time when it cannot be deferred it seems any longer even though it may be very difficult mm. to bear in certain cases and you can see these in the world but i would say this that if you are cooperating with karma, if you are manipulating your karma, and Dr. King has said this, sometimes a soul, and it's done at the soul level, it may not be conscious, will choose to take certain karma because it's ready to take it then. And that avoids possibly lives of difficulty or suffering in the future. So it's not, a, it's not always a simplistic thing, oh, well, that person's having a difficult time, therefore they've got worse karma. It's when the soul is ready, and I think it's a very apposite question and a very, perhaps a very good note to, to end on, but again, come back to manipulating karma, and then it will fall in to the best time for you uh, to progress. Yeah, it reminds me, just last thing I'll say there, just that quote from Dr. King, individuals never given a, a task they are not capable of. Uh, this is a law of God. Absolutely. I think that's a helpful thing for Absolutely. us to all keep in mind. There's always a way. And, and the more we cooperate with karma, the easier it will be for us to find that way. And that is, of course, through service, which brings us to our closing words with which we always close the Spiritual Freedom Show. Thank you, by the way, all of you for listening. And the words are, service is the jewel in the rock of attainment. The Spiritual Freedom Show with Richard Lawrence, where politics is not the answer, materialism counts for nothing, and spirituality will set you free. I'm Richard Lawrence, and this is an Ethereus podcast. We're also syndicated on these radio networks on the first and third Saturdays of the month. Body, Mind, Spirit Radio, Transformation Talk Radio, WTRM, the Trim Radio Network, and Oneness Talk Radio. Well, welcome to the Spiritual Freedom Show, and Darren Ball, our producer, as always, is here with us, and we're very much looking forward to taking you on our weekly journey. Uh, last time, we were looking at the three levels of service. Uh, this time, we're looking at freedom and free will, a God of difference, and this is a massive concept within uh, the teachings of the Ethereum Society, and it's not only Mars Sector 6, the Master Ethereum has spoken 
brilliantly. As a matter of fact, that is one of my favorite uh, transmissions. Uh, and I know I can speak for others too. The master theorist speaking about from free will to freedom. So these three levels of service that we spoke about, they're all vital, as we said last time, but to different degrees. Karmic service works, as the name suggests, at a divine level, because karma is a divine law. By the way, the fastest velocity that can be attained, we've been told, is a point of consciousness under karmic direction. Nothing can supersede that velocity. But they're all essential, and they must be, because when you think about it, all matter, all energy, including all thought, even the highest, must sooner or later be transmuted in our journey back to God. That's one of the great teachings among many. Uh, but it's the one when Mars Sector 6 delivered it in the seventh freedom, this change from transmigration to transmutation that we often come back to on this show, and regular listeners will be familiar with it. Mars Sector 6 actually advised people to, to, to think carefully in future because their vibrations have been altered by that revelation. And he said, actually, never slip from the path uh, now because of that change that's come about just through that one realization. Now, what I call spiritual service uh, is sending out spiritual energy into the ethers at a subtle level through prayer, through mantra, through healing, through visualization, positive thinking, and so on. Lots of people are working in this way. Wish more were, but many are. It's absolutely vital and it's interrelated to karmic service. It has to be because it is a karmic manipulation, as indeed is physical service, which is also essential, um, sometimes not as effective, sometimes more so, actually. But as we stressed last time, more willing people are willing to do it. That will change in the new age, but as we are now, for many, physical service is the only form of service they believe in. So they will if they're good, decent people, they will do that. But the ultimate reality is God and karma are the laws of God. Life is prana or energy manifesting at multiple levels of frequency throughout the ethers, as far as we're concerned, at a subtle vibratory level. And the physical world, and this is a key sentence that Mars Sector, or key word actually, that Mars Sector 6 gave in a transmission. I recommend it to you again. Meditation for this age. The physical world is only a reflection of that life. It is not as real because it is a reflection, but it can't be ignored or neglected or just regarded as delusion. It's not, I think that's why this word reflection is so brilliant. Much better, I would say, than the old uh, Eastern perhaps Hindu or even pre what we know as Hinduism concept of maya being just a delusory thing to be detached from, to see it as a reflection, not the life, but the reflection is far more balanced. And the closer we get to the highest of these levels in our evolution, the nearer we get to God and the more we experience true freedom. So, But to do this, and this is what we want to talk about today, we have to give up our free will. So, Darren, could you please play our first extract from The Fourth Freedom? Note this. I speak of freedom, not petty free will. 
there is a God of difference. And you note the way he stressed a God of difference. Very simple. His, his absolute hallmark style of giving one of the great revelations in a very small number of words. I speak of freedom, not petty free will. There is a God of difference. I haven't counted that. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Unless I've miscounted, that's only 13 words. And it says it all, really. And it's a core teaching, as I mentioned, of the society. But it's not necessarily a popular one because there's an element of sacrifice in it. We have to give up something. We have to go without something. We might want something we can't have. And I think, uh, you know, I'll repeat that, actually. Uh, we might think we want, let me say that, rather than we want, uh, think we want in order to find, we have to give that up in order to find reality, which is what we truly want and need. So sooner or later, we have to forego the many desires, the things we crave in the material world. Those desires being governed by a partial rise of Kundalini up the front of the body. Dr. King made that very clear. Those kinds of material desires. And instead of that, follow divine law, give service, discipline ourselves. And that causes the Kundalini to gradually, in an unforced fashion, start to rise through the channel in the center of our spines and the time will come as we do this and the higher powers are awakened within us especially intuition by the way if we allow ourselves to be guided by our higher promptings including the promptings of conscience not always our favorite thing sometimes especially if we're really honest but we don't ignore it we act on it then profound realization will come because greater spiritual abilities, knowledge based on realization, and above all, the inspiration to serve in the most effective way available to us. In the world of free will, which means basically doing what you want to do just because you want to do it, and when you think about it, that's about as petty as it really gets, uh, You'll take karma for your every thought and action in order to learn, in order to le learn above all that free will isn't the answer. But in the world of freedom, when you give up free will to serve, to learn, to follow your conscience, not artificially manufactured guilt, by the way, imposed by a man-made religion, not that, but true conscience, you'll start to not so much take karma as manipulate karma for the better. We spoke about that last week especially, and let's not forget this, the karma of others, not just of yourself, because you're part of a whole, a group soul, and then you're coming closer to God. Uh, there was a very strange opinion poll I came across, which showed that in Britain, this was in December 2020, only 56% of Christians believed in God. Now, I know that's, that was just, it's just weird, um, but again, it goes to show that people are doing, they're picking what they want to believe and not what they don't want to believe. Because I don't think anyone who read the Bible, whatever their views, could think that Jesus didn't believe in God. How you could be a Christian and follow him and not believe in God. But that is an example, even within a, re a religion, people who call themselves Christians, of following your free will. They accept the bits, and it happens in the New Age movement too, and it probably happens in all religions, the bits they like and they'll give up the bits they don't like. 
But free will isn't the way. You'll see it across the board, that kind of approach. You'll see it in the world, but you'll see it even in the so-called spiritual world. Uh, And it's because people want to do things as it goes my way, not God's way or the right way or the way of Jesus or Buddha or Dr. George King or Mars Sector 6, who spoke through Dr. King in a somatic trance in the extract we just heard. Or indeed, let me say, the Lord Babaji, who is Lord of the Earth, they, they don't want to do it their way. They want to do it my way. And that is petty. It is free will. I think petty is, in fact, a very generous word for this, for free will. I mean, Marcetus could have said pathetic, feeble, or many other descriptions, but he described it as only petty. But if we turn, when we turn from taking karma to manipulating karma, taking control of our lives, if you like, we turn from activating kundalini unconsciously at the front of the body. People don't even believe in the kundalini, but it's there to starting to raise it gradually uh, in an unforced way up the back through the spine. Uh, When we turn from choosing free will to discovering true, lasting freedom, then we will know that difference. And as Marcet Six put it, that difference is God. Your thoughts, please, Darren. Yeah, gosh, I must say you put that over beautifully there. And um, one thing, you know, as I reflect on it, that it does drive home for me is that we will all eventually make this choice. I mean, choose freedom. I mean, yes. Um, which, if yeah, if, if our listeners reading any of the nine freedoms is, you know, pretty fantastic in every way. And the question for us really is when, um, when are we each going to make that choice to follow the path in earnest? And that's that's entirely up to us. Indeed, it is. Indeed, it is. Mm. So if you're tuning in for the first time, I invite you all to find out more about the Nine Freedoms, about Mars Sector 6 and Dr. George King at our website. That's ethereus.org, A-E-T-H-E-R-I-U-S.org. And uh, we share a question or moment of truth from you on every show. So do get in touch with us at spiritualfreedom at richardlawrence.co.uk. We love to receive those. We'll respond and make sure to get an answer and include as many as we can of those on the show as well. So I've got a question here, Richard, from a very serious seeker, I would say. And uh, it goes as follows. It says, I have listened to the Control the Vital Life Fluid lecture from Dr. King multiple times, uh, but I'm a little confused. I understand the immense benefits of controlling the sex impulse as he describes it. However, George King does not really mention pairing this decision with meditative practices. How much more important do you believe it is to pair this lifestyle decision with intense meditative practices in order to reap greater benefits? Or can this decision on its own still accomplish as much? Well, uh, that's a, a very deep question. As you say, let me say Dr. King absolutely lived that teaching, Control the Vital Life Fluid. I think it's a very brilliant, a very balanced lecture. I'm not going to claim that throughout my life I have always lived up to it myself. Uh, but it's certainly very true and it really does work. And um, it's something I certainly would aspire to, to do at this point in my life. The master, as I call him, Dr. King, says it's up to people to make that choice, uh, but it's a choice we'll all have to make sooner or later. To answer the question, yes, certain types of spiritual practice are essential, but in this day and age, through service, you can bring about an unforced rise of kundalini, as I was saying earlier, up the spine. And so, therefore, if you do decide to take that step, as outlined in that brilliant lecture, then it will be to your betterment. Uh, if you're performing a life of service, 
never forgetting to, as the martyr theorists put it, to go inwards as well. But uh, your your major actions could be focused on service, and it will still help you and make all the difference in your journey to enlightenment. So thanks for that very perceptive question. And it's a le- it is a lecture I strongly recommend. It's a very balanced one. And there's no guilt involved in it. It's a it's a measured description of why that move has to be made at some point in some life by all of us who wish to go into full enlightenment. And that brings us to the end of the show. And thank you again to Darren Ball, our producer. And thank you all for listening to the show. And always remember that service is the jewel in the rock of attainment. The Spiritual Freedom Show with Richard Lawrence, where politics is not the answer, materialism counts for nothing, and spirituality will set you free. I'm Richard Lawrence, and this is an Ethereus podcast. We're also syndicated on these radio networks on the first and third Saturdays of the month. Body, Mind, Spirit Radio, Transformation Talk Radio, WTRM, the Trim Radio Network, and Oneness Talk Radio. Welcome to the Spiritual Freedom Show. Uh, It's great to have you with us again. Um, I'm joined, as always, by my superb producer. Don't tell him I said that, by the way, Darren Ball. And we're going to today talk about the fact that all spiritual experience leads to ascension. And that may kind of seem obvious until always, and we have the chance, and I'm so grateful for this chance, on this show to really break down the words of Mars Sector 6 as delivered through the outstanding, completely unique mediumship of Dr. George King. And thanks to the explanations that Dr. King has given us in his brilliant lectures, all of which are available, uh, by the way, uh, as are as are the transmissions from us. You can gain, you can obtain these, and I do recommend you to do so because my words are just nothing compared to the outstanding revelations that he made uh, about it. And we draw on those in these shows. By the way, talking of things that are available, I've referred twice now to Meditation for This Age by Mars Sector 6. I think it's a complete spiritual game changer, if that's not too uh, impertinent to use words like that about it, because it's so holy. It really does alter our whole trajectory uh, in terms of understanding evolution on this earth. Just one word in it, the word reflection. We've spoken about that last week and what that means as against the old idea of delusion when talking about physical manifestation and thinking, material manifestation and thinking. The word reflection puts a much greater bearing and balance and understanding of what it is. It does matter. It does exist, but it's only a reflection of the life. So that transmission, meditation for this age, is available also to you. So all spiritual experience leads to ascension. One of the great aphorisms in the 12 blessings, for those of you familiar with it, specifically the fourth blessing is a statement made by the Master Jesus through Dr. King that wonderful experience is, and I quote, the greatest gift from man 
or even God to man. Uh, that's very carefully worded, I think. Uh, it does change people's view because some of the old, uh, as it were, thinkers, the traditionalists of the past, uh, didn't regard experience as a wonderful thing. They almost regarded it as something to be avoided. Uh, but of course, it doesn't mean, though, that we should all seek every possible type of experience or think we have to do everything, in, in which case it's all go out and become, you know, we have to be murderers, drug addicts, you name it, in order to uh, gain experience. It depends on the individual, what is needed. Uh, it's talking about wonderful experience or what Mars Sector 6 calls spiritual experience. Now, the ninth blessing uh, he defines, that's the Master Jesus, the experience he's talking about in another great aphorism, uh, one which had actually a massive effect upon Dr. King when he first heard it. And by the way, Dr. King has to had to listen back to these transmissions to hear them for the first time because he was in a deep somatic trance. He didn't have recall of what was said. He had to listen to it afterwards. And in this uh, second aphorism, in the ninth blessing, Master Jesus says, talks about that experience which will lead us to the Godhead as conscious gods. That's another wonderful quote. That's the wonderful experience. That's the greatest gift from man or even God to man. And this is what will lead us all to the highest initiation of all on earth, namely ascension. So let's now listen to our extract for the day, delivered by Mars Sector 6 through Dr. King in the sixth freedom about this would you play that please darren this is ascension it is not the result of a decree mantra or any other a mystic a practice but the result of all a spiritual experience culminated into one facet. Brilliant words, very carefully delivered, uh, far more revolutionary than they might seem at first listening or first reading. You know, the Master Etherius put it brilliantly, and I've quoted this before, in a simple statement, reach outwards, reach upwards, but do not ever, my brothers, please forget to reach inwards. For although the outside world has much to offer, it cannot offer you one small part of what the inside world can offer you. So it's all about balance between the inner and the outer world, and especially in these days when service is the number one priority. And I think it's significant, isn't it, that in 1956, it was the Lord Buddha who took his position as what we call the Kamara of Shambhala, replacing the Sanet Kamara, who'd been there for 18 million years. I know that's a vast revelation if you've never heard it before, and you'll find full information. And by the way, please do continue writing to us with your comments and your questions uh, we really do appreciate these and we're happy to answer them. But because the Lord Buddha is associated very much with the inner world, with detaching from the outer world of experience, going into the silence through meditation and so on, when the archetypes in this age are the six adepts 
uh, are the Lord Babaji himself has chosen to become one of these. That's a very, very significant move, a very different aspect of spirituality from, say, as taught, for example, in Yogananda's wonderful autobiography and other Eastern sources about this Mahavatar, the Lord Babaji. But it must also be a deliberate move as a perfect balance, as if to reinforce the inner world that the Lord Buddha would take this supreme position on Shambhala. Dr. King told a wonderful story about the Lord Buddha in a lecture he delivered in California in 1959. And he said that one of Buddha's students asked him one day, my Lord, what is reality? And the Lord Buddha didn't answer. And the student said again, my Lord, I ask you for a second time, what is reality? Again, the Lord Buddha was silent. The student started to get a bit annoyed and said, my Lord, I ask you for a third time, tell me, what is reality? Then the Lord Buddha spoke and said this, I have already answered you twice. What a brilliant concept. True reality can only be discovered in silence. But Mars Sector 6 is telling us in this extract that mystical practices, including meditation in the silence, are not, are not the totality of spiritual experience. And we've spoken on this show before about how even the ascended masters themselves have changed. They're extremely active, more than ever, I would suggest, in numerous ways, some of them very practical ways, under the leadership, of course, of the Lord Babaji. They're exemplifying this new language that we've spoken about in previous shows, the language of direct action. And of all of them, the Lord Babaji, as you can imagine, is the most active. And that means that experiences are required now uh, below the below their level, at our level, to attain ascension. Uh, they're different from those that would have been required in the past. It doesn't mean to say more experience is required, but that it's different and in certain respects greater because it embraces service far more. It requires the aspirant to become more engaged in the affairs of humanity, more exposed to basic vibrations, negative vibrations, even wicked energies to combat these with light. Uh, for example, the, the darkness of war combated with the light of spirituality. There's a limit now to detachment. There's a limit to pacifism even, although... It could be, I, this is a, just something I throw out your way, that you aren't really required to become a spiritual warrior until, on this earth at least, you've lived and demonstrated true pacifism, which Dr. King himself did, by the way. He's a conscientious objector and pacifist in the Second World War. Played a very dangerous role, an active role in the fire service in the London Blitz. Uh, his sister said he was fearless, but he was, at that time, a pacifist, and that's a person, a yogi, who was uh, self-described as a born fighter. So it wasn't the easiest thing for him to do. And now then became, of course, a great spiritual warrior. So the experience cycle is different now. Uh, it means arriving at a point in which all spiritual experiences culminated, as Marsex 6 brilliantly puts it, into one facet, and then ascension is possible. The lessons learned must be different in certain respects, but the mastery of the experience cycle of life upon earth has got to be exactly the same. 
It's a modified journey, but to the same destination. The hills and valleys, the circuitous routes, the shortcuts could be different, possibly with a greater focus in the early stages, at least on the manipulation of karma rather than the manipulation of kundalini. But we must arrive at the same point when karma decrees that enough spiritual experience has been gained upon earth for ascension to be possible, for kundalini to be fully controlled, risen to the highest chakra at will. And then, of course, that leads to ascension. Your thoughts, Darren? Thanks, Richard. I think um, you know my takeaway from the show is, again, this message that it's the, um, the amalgamation of these Eastern and Western spiritual approaches into this direct spiritual action you talked about throughout the world, which is yeah. key to uh, lasting spiritual enlightenment. And um, you know, I thought I'd mention, actually, for, uh, for the benefit of listeners um, on the side here, that if you'd like to discover more about this language of direct action that Richard's talked about there, and this extraordinary event even that catapulted this philosophy to the fore, you can check out um, episode 41. It was back in April, April 23rd, I think it was, um, for a little bit more information about that. Now, if you're tuning in for the first time, I invite you to find out more about the nine freedoms, about Mars Sector 6 and Dr. George King at our website. That's ethereus.org, A-E-T-H-E-R-I-U-S.org. And of course, we share a moment of truth on the show every week, or a question even. And I'll reinforce what Richard said earlier. Do get in touch with us at spiritualfreedom at richardlawrence.co.uk. Now, this week, I um, have a question here uh, about courage on the spiritual path, actually. Mm. And this person says this, how do you maintain the courage of your convictions in the face of skeptic and naysayers, especially in this time of such incivility? In other words, there's just so much meanness being dished out with the disagreement. Yeah, well, I, I, I can really sort of honestly say I think I've had my fair share of that, probably more than most, because I've done so many interviews. And I must say, it has changed, I will say, for the better. But it's still, you, you're facing it. And people are facing this all the time. And even if it isn't spoken, it's in the mind belt on this physical plane. And it's one mm. of the essential tests, actually. Uh, I think one way is what the master theorists advised, go outwards go upwards but never forget to go inwards uh recharge your batteries from a spiritual point of view so you're ready to meet as it were the onslaught of negativity be it spoken or unspoken and there's no point i would just as a little tip in frittering your energies in pointless argument i mean make your case if it's appropriate and whenever you can but just leave it. And if people, you know, want to ridicule, want to argue, want to disbelieve, uh, you're not obligated to engage in that because it won't lead to greater wisdom. Usually, you can't be dogmatic about these things. But don't frit your energy. Don't lose your energy. Uh, sort of protect yourself to a degree with, especially with spiritual practice. You you aren't going to be able to. I can be quite definite, and I've seen many examples of people who stopped doing spiritual practices, who were doing good work, and then later the work stopped as well. So you aren't going to be able to maintain this without recharging yourself with spiritual practices and seeing it for what it is. It's the reflection. It's not the life, and it's certainly not the reality. Yeah, excellent, Rich. I think uh, for me, what I take away from that, it's like the deeper the well of conviction you have available for yourself to draw on as a result of your spiritual practices and you know the service and everything else that you're getting to recharge yourself, um, the better the better you'll be positioned. Indeed, um, to and, face this. And future. you can see why in the past people went away, but now it's service in the clatter, as the master theory has put it, and that's the core thing to do. It's not all, it's not the easiest thing to do, but service is the jewel in the rock 
of attainment. The Spiritual Freedom Show with Richard Lawrence, where politics is not the answer, materialism counts for nothing, and spirituality will set you free. I'm Richard Lawrence, and this is an Ethereus podcast. We're also syndicated on these radio networks on the first and third Saturdays of the month. Body, Mind, Spirit Radio, Transformation Talk Radio, WTRM, the Trim Radio Network, and Oneness Talk Radio. Welcome to the Spiritual Freedom Show. And as always, we're joined by Darren Ball, our producer. And, you know, I found a very interesting uh, statement here. In fact, it was sent to me by our good friend Chrissy Blaze from an address that uh, Dr. George King gave uh, in the very early days of the Ethereum Society. And he was talking there about uh, transmissions. And he said this, I'm quoting now. My friends, if you get hold of some of these messages and dissect them word for word, they give you a greater understanding of the lasting truths of life. They don't fall apart during dissection. They grow during dissection. And if you can ever say that of any message, then that's a true message from a true source. Take hold of some things, dissect it, and it'll tumble apart. It means nothing. Take hold of a usual article in a newspaper or something, Bilge. It's not even worth the printer's ink it's written on when you take it apart sentence for sentence. But get hold of these, you don't tear it apart. You add to your own store of knowledge. It is true. It is true. You know, and I think in some ways that's a USP, as it were, for this show, hopefully. And I think it's something uh, that we've already demonstrated. And based on your comments, uh, it really had, it, 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 it certainly I've experienced it anyway. That's Let's talk about what I've experienced, and I, and I and we really appreciate that the input we get from you all and the thoughts which are coming to you, the questions, the comments, the insights. Sometimes sharing things that you've thought about before, actually, and they suddenly take form even more. And it's because of the substance and the depth, and certainly where I'm sitting. And I know Darren feels the same, and all the people who work on this show, actually, Jeremy Curtis, Nikki Perrot, we are finding they have so much substance that for every one word or three words, hundreds more are forthcoming of realisation, of thought, of deeper meaning, and of of profundity, actually, Uh, that these are really just scratching the surface the first time you read them. So, I thought I'd read that out to you because it really does summarize what we're trying to do on this show. And in this particular show today, we're looking at only three words. And we're not just going to dissect them. We're going to give you the chance to do something even greater than that, which is contemplate upon them. And the three words are enlightenment is simplicity. They say it all. They fly in the face of sophisticated academic learning because they're so shockingly simple. You know, as Oscar Wilde once said, and this is a great quote, this, I'm so clever that sometimes I don't understand a single word of what I'm saying. And, you know, it's humorous, but there's a lot of truth in that. Well, let's put it this way. An enlightened person will be clever in one way or another, but a clever person won't necessarily be enlightened. It is depth of realisation that comes with 
uh, enlightenment. Let's take just a simple statement like this. I am divine spirit. I mean, it doesn't get much simpler than that. I am divine spirit. Concentrate upon it. Contemplate upon it. Eventually meditate upon it. And as we do, more and more wisdom is realized from those simple words. Not through argument, deduction, speculation, but from direct experience of knowing it to be true or to contain truth of realizing it it's single-minded focus on a simple truth once you deviate from that you dissipate your realization of that truth by complicating it and this is what leads to ignorance and a state of not knowing and i must say that many thinkers i think relish the state of unknowing they regard that strangely as a sign of intelligence well it's more intelligent than being wrong yes but truth is simple in essence. It's not complicated. It's not hedged with prevarication, with ifs and buts and maybes uh, or possiblies. I mean, this is one of the hallmarks of Dr. King as a teacher, is it not? It's his uncompromising statement of truth. I mean, one of his favorites was sayings was, truth is. How many times have you heard him use a phrase like, I don't mean maybe, beyond any shadow of a doubt? He's unequivocal about truth, not your truth, my truth, someone else's truth, my neighbor's truth, that person down the road's truth, but truth in all its simplicity. So with that in mind, Darren, would you please play our extract for today, Mars Sector 6 speaking through Dr. King during the fourth freedom. I know this. that enlightenment is freedom from ignorance. Ignorance is the result of the complication devised by a terrestrial man. Therefore, enlightenment is simplicity. Note that. Use that as the text of form your a contemplation and eventually when meditation is possible much will be revealed. And we're going to do that. Towards the end of the show, we're actually going to do a contemplation, not just talk about it this, this time. Um, I don't normally quote rock music or, or, or pop words, but there, there are some words. Actually, I don't think they're original to John Lennon, these words. I think he took them for, it's said that he took them from another writer, but it doesn't really matter. They are great words, wherever they come from, and, and they come from a song by John Lennon, and they are these. Life is what happens to you while you're busy making other plans. Now, you know, I don't think all his quotes are right. I don't think all Oscar Wilde's quotes are right, but sometimes they can come up with something absolutely spot on as 
Truth like gold is where you find it, and this is really true. While the mind is occupied with other plans, it's obstructed from the realisation of the now, and complications have obstruct your acceptance of a simple truth. They can act as a camouflage so that you don't have to think about an unpalatable truth. They can lessen the impact of the responsibilities that truth gives you. Complications screen the light of that truth from reaching you in its full, radiant brilliance. Dr. King spoke some wonderful words about this in Detroit in 1962. He said this, and I quote, The absolute is all that there is. Any aspect of the absolute is an aspect of simplicity. Isn't it marvellous? Isn't it wonderful? This realisation dawns upon people all of a sudden. They think, why, good gracious me, the greatest things in life are really the simplest. And they're filled with great joy when this realisation, not just mental knowing, but the realisation of this falls upon them. What wonderful words indeed. And later on, we're going to take Mars Sector 6 advice, as I say, and we're going to use it as a text for our contemplation. And then eventually, when meditation is possible, much will be revealed to us. But Darren, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, it reminds me of a book, actually, I was drawn to um, years ago by Alice Bailey called From Intellect to Intuition. I'm mm-hmm. sure you sure yeah. recall that one, which uh, underlines for me, I think, one of the points here, which is that the the, uh, the development of the intellect, while necessary, is really just a means to an end only. And I think, um, you know, as all seekers, that should be kind of one of the keynotes that we keep in mind. Absolutely, yes. Now, and, and I must say, you know, that point Dr. King made there about the suddenness of the realization is a point that was mm. made in the, in certainly... In certain teachers, one that comes to mind is in 7th century uh, China by Hui Neng, uh, a Buddhist, and it was very radical at the time. And interestingly, he uh, was completely uneducated. I don't think he could read or write, but he became patriarch of the movement because of his instant realization, uh, which, uh, mm. you know, he said there are no, well, in his own words, not these words, there are no barriers. You don't have, you know, it's, you can, if you make it a gradual thing and, oh, well, it'll take me time, you're limiting it. It's there. Right. It, it doesn't mean everyone can immediately do this, but the potential has to be there, as Dr. King said. Yeah, inspiring words indeed. Mm. Um, so if you're tuning in for the first time, I invite you to find out more about the Nine Freedoms, about Mars Sector 6, about Dr. George King too, at our website, that's ethereus.org, A-E-T-H-E-R-I-U-S.org. Um, we'd love to hear from you, of course. We share a question or moment of truth from you on every show. And uh, if you'd like to get in touch with us to share yours, that's uh, spiritualfreedom at richardlawrence.co.uk. Um, I've got a short short experience here, Richard, that I thought I'd share, I think rel- relevant to the show as well. And yeah. uh, it goes as follows. This person says, I've been going through a series of experiences that felt different yet familiar, like the whole point of these seemingly different events was leading me to see my thoughts clearly. I could see the process of becoming wisdom as not just reading many books to acquire wisdom. I see the nature of wisdom, like a new internal navigation system. So I'm grateful for these truths you're caring for these times and thanks and respect. I love that. That's that's so such a good point. And, you know, I do remember when I first just was, I didn't really know Dr. King very well. I was very new, and I remember I was around him, sometimes an irritant, but I was around. And uh, <laughs> and he was doing a TV interview uh, with a you know, BBC crew, I think, and the producers asked him if he'd read a particular book. And I remember Dr. King saying, you know, I was, I've been guided not to read too many books. Actually, he did read in his earlier years a lot, but 
not to read too many books, but to listen to my own meditations. I think there comes mm. a stage. I mean, I still look at books. I look at a whole vast range of books from time to time, but more and more and increasingly, it's important to listen to our own inner voice when we're able to. And it and, and as that that person who asked the question said, really, it's a real thing. It's it's something tangible and you know, it's all it, the books can help. They can take you so far. I should. I mean, I'm an author. I shouldn't be stopping people reading books. <laughs> true, but true. it's your own realizations that's going to make all the difference. So I, I fully agree with that. It's again a question of being guided within. Sometimes you'll be guided to a particular book, such as I know people who've been guided in a library to the Nine Freedoms, and mm. and that can happen, and then follow it. But other times, stop with the reading. Stop with the even the listening to things and go within. It's balance. Yeah, I think um, last thing I applied here, I think is interesting is what she called it her internal navigation system. I you know, love listening that. to the voice of your higher self. Yeah, I yeah. think it's a great level. Yeah, it's a nice one. Yeah, very true. Well, as I say, this time we're going to do that, actually. We're going to stop uh, listening to me and stop listening to anything and go within and contemplate and uh, we've never done this before in the, in, on this show in the sense we're not going to have our closing credits today. As you know, we always end with the word service is the jewel in the rock of attainment. This time we're going to end the show with silence. Uh, and so it, there'll be no closing music. We're going to leave you to contemplate uh, as long as you're able to do so when this podcast ends. So if you want to join in with this, please do so. And let's prepare ourselves for this contemplation on those three words as directed by Mars Sector 6 himself to do. So if you're able, be seated with the spine straight, become very still with deep and even breaths and just allow other thoughts to flow past you. Become focused on these three words, which I'll read again to you in a moment. But before I do, Allow yourself to be open to their true meaning. Don't allow your brain to complicate them or come up with diversions or theories. Go deeper than that at this time. Higher than that. Take your consciousness all the way to the spiritual planes above even the mental planes and let these words resonate within you, revealing their meaning to you at the deepest level. And after I say these words, please perform your contemplation for as long as you're able to do so, because these will be the final three words of this edition of the Spiritual Freedom Show. And they are, Enlightenment is Simplicity. <laughs> <laughs> 